about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshuba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. together in a church. I had no idea how they made it this morning. They are all coughing and splotting and, uh, and, and, and they ministered along with me not under the same condition that we have in worship tabernacle. Uh, but it's good because they're spoilt. Uh, means they're blessed. Uh, and so they, they can recognize what goes on behind the scenes and what we do in church. Thank you, guys. Can we give the uh, transport guys a good God bless you? Thank, thank you so much. I just want to take some five minutes and do some housekeeping. I, I, I see a new enthusiasm with some of the guys um, because I was here on Tuesday. And uh, Tuesday with uh, premarital, there's quite a, a number of them, but they could see um, the meeting was 7:30. I didn't get into the meeting with them till after eight because I was having a meeting in this church upstairs with the neighbours, um, they, and they all came in here, and we were having a meeting, and via the meeting and what some of them could hear and see, they. They knew that what I've been saying for a long time, we really need to, we really need, do need help. Um, it's good that they came into our own facility to have the meeting, but the issues were still the same. Um, but we're finding favor. And so um, some guys are, that were there at the meeting and saw how I came out and the kind of issues were entailed with and what goes behind the scenes as a church because um, most people just walk into church but before today was today some people had to come in and clear the snow and clear the place and warm up the place and there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and that's why we're asking everyone to help us to join in considering the band that was with me till 11 in the snow yesterday and still had to come out very early uh, uh, to sing. I have no idea what kind of anointing was upon you this morning, but I think it's anointing of an appreciation of what God has given you here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but you did sing your socks off, and blessed be God. So we're asking all of us um, to just please contribute in any form or fashion that you can. It's going to be it's it's, it's a blessing. Um, uh, we're reaching a compromise. Likewise, I've also found out from the neighbors they want to, uh, it's, it's a threat, no weapon formed or fashioned against us will prosper. Uh, uh, they want to put weekend uh, restrictions here. And if you ever park during the day here, it's £4.30 per every 30 minutes. That they also want to extend till 6.30 in the evening. Of course, the government wants to get money as much as possible. So there's always an attack against the gospel, but we are victorious in the name of Jesus. 
Amen. Another announcement I want to make, and I'm doing this personally because I feel that um, I'll do it one time and then Pastor Ify and the other leaders will do that, is that uh, my gorgeous wife, uh, she's, uh, I've tried to trick her to go to the children's church today, um, uh, although she, that was our desire as we're trying to revamp most things in church. Uh, she's going to be 50 on the 8th of October. Uh, it's, these announcements are coming out early because uh, she seldom leaves church. Uh, so she's going to be 50 on the 8th of October and we want the church to just um, celebrate her now um, Sister Musa, you are in the spirit I have no idea why you're always in the spirit but you're in the spirit uh, because I was thinking who am I going to send them to um, first thing is that we want to do a celebration of songs for her you understand but I don't want to do it on a Sunday uh, because Sunday, one, is rushed. Two, Sunday, I don't want someone to, who comes to church for the first time think that all we're doing is celebrating one person. It can be a bit funny, you understand? So she doesn't know. She feels it's going to be on a Sunday. Now, I know some of you talk, but you need to be very quiet about this because I will literally call the Holy Ghost fire upon you if you mess this up for me. So she still has this feeling that it's going to be on Sunday, the 7th of October. But I want to do a, I want to do a celebration of song for her. On the, so take up your, uh, your phones and your stuff and put Friday, the 5th of October. And this is going to be 3 p.m. If you love her, you will take time out. Take half the day. Uh, 5th of October. Um, I want us all to come out and celebrate with her she doesn't want a party uh, like me so she doesn't want no party and all that kind of stuff so we'll provide uh, snacks and you know stuff for the church to take away and cut a cake but I, 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 I need your cooperation because I know there are some people who are coming from America now who are coming from um, Belgium and coming from Nigeria, they're all telling me that they're coming. So I might have to take those people who travel from afar just down the road and just give them some food and all that kind of stuff. It's not members of the church, no members, because then she will say, you did a party and I don't want to be in trouble. Um, but you just have to walk with me and um, I believe it will be a blessing. It's not an exclusive thing. It's just that they will be traveling far and wide and it's just afterwards. It's just for her to have time to mingle with them and sit with them. So can we do that? Also, I would also love to say that um, mainly um, we'll go two ways, but her preferred way is that if you want to give her gifts, um, please give our gifts as individuals. You understand? We'll do it together as a church, but as individuals, give our gifts mainly monetary. She has this um, orphanage she's dealing with in, 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 in Nigeria right now. And so if we can um, give her monetary gifts, um, worst case scenario, uh, um, if you want to give um, cards, she probably will prefer selfages and all that kind of stuff. So she just doesn't have things that don't work for her. But monetary gifts will go well because right now she spends quarterly in sending some children to private schools in Nigeria, private schools, um, those who don't have fathers and mothers at all. And so that's her heart desire. So can we do that? So 5th of October, please don't go and tell her, oh, sorry, I can't make your party. I'm not telling you to do that. Because uh, 
when we when you have things together it's very difficult i'm i'm having a monumental headache because she always has access to my phone she has access to my dialogue and lastly sister Musum, can you stand up she's right at the back if you can get the camera on her that will be fine or you can anything that you want to help me with uh please see her uh and she will be such a blessing you want her to uh, is it did you get her uh, uh, she's 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 limping. She will get aha. She's waving at the back. Um, it will be such a blessing. You understand? <laughs> okay. So fifty is a great year. Amen. Amen. Can we go into the world? Uh, I hope in, I I hope she will stay there for the second service. But if not, we'll pass the message around. I'm sitting down today because I want to talk to us through the world. I, not that I'm tired, of course, I've been preaching for the last four days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and two services Sunday. Jesus. Uh, but I want to continue this message, which, which I said, it's up to you. It's up to you. But today is a very serious word that we have, because as in as much as I want to prance around, I'm uh, not being given that liberty in my spirit. And the way the whole service went on since the beginning of praise and worship. Oh, you, 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 you're blessed. You led us in worship early. This, I love you. It's a real fantastic. In, when it's cold and you can raise the spirit, you guys are good. Um, but um, the, 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 the service has gone in this way. And I just want to encourage you with this. So I'm not going to rush it because this is two-part series. Um, and it's up to you. I want to read 23 verses in one scripture. 23. So let's go. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 26. Using the New Living Translation. Second Chronicles chapter 26. And verse 1 to 23. I'll be as fast as I can. All the people of Judah had crowned Amaziah's 16-year-old son. How old was he? How old was he? 16-year-old son Uzziah as king in place of his father. After his father's death, uh, Uzziah rebuilt the towns of Eleth. Uh, uh, I might need some G mix here. Uh, after, he, after his father's death, Uzziah rebuilt... Thank you. Thank you. You know, as pastors, you have to be prim and proper. This is my church. God's church, but you should be used to me now. So, I'm not going to struggle through a whole 40 minutes because I want to make everything look good for the cameras. So, Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem. How many years? 52. Ah, verse 3. I'm on verse 3. Uh, he reigned in Jerusalem how many years? 52 years. So mathematically, how many, how many years before he died? 68. Good, good, good. We, this, yes, yeah, I'm happy that your money is not wasted on your education. Uh, <laughs> his mother was Jecoliah from, from, from Jerusalem. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight just as his father Amaziah had done. This is another message for parents. But let's go on. Uzziah sought God 
during the days of Zechariah. Can we read that together? Uzziah sought God during the days of Zechariah, who taught him to fear God. Did you see that? He said he taught him to fear God, and as long as the king sought guidance, as long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. Did you see that? Uzziah declared war on the Philistines and broke down the walls of Gath, Jabna, Ashod, and he built new towns in the Ashod area and other parts of Philistine. God helped him in his war against the Philistines, his battle with the Arabs of Gur, and his war with the Mechunites. The Mechunites paid annual tribute to him and his fame spread even to Egypt, for he had become very what? Powerful. Uzziah built fortified towns, towers in Jerusalem at the corner gates, at the valley gates, and at the angle in the wall. He also constructed forts in the wilderness, dug wall, many water cisterns, because he kept great cares of livestock in the foothills of Judah. And on the plain, he was also a man who loved the soil. He had many workers who cared for his farm and vineyard, both in the hillside and in the fatter lands. Uzziah had an army of well-trained warriors ready to march into battle unit by unit. This army had been mustered and organized by Jael, the secretary of the army, and his assistant, Masaniah. They were under the direction of Hananiah, one of the king's officials. These regiments of mighty warriors were commanded by 2,600 clan leaders. The army consisted of 307,500 men, all elite troops. They were prepared to assist the king against any army. Uzziah provided the entire army with shields, spears, helmet, coats, mails, bows, and sling stones. And he built structures on the walls of Jerusalem designed by experts to protect those who shot arrows and hauled large stones from the towers and the corners of the wall. His fame spread far and wide, for the Lord gave him marvelous help, and he became powerful. Verse 16, but when he became powerful, he also became proud, which led to his downfall. He sinned against the Lord his God by entering the sanctuary of the Lord's temple and personally burning incense on the incense altar. Azariah the high priest went in after him with 80 other men of the Lord, all brave men. They confronted King Uzziah and said, It is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. That is the work of the priests alone, the descendants of Aaron, who are set apart for this work. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have sinned. The Lord God will not honor you for this. Uzziah was holding on to the incense burner, became furious. But as he was standing there, raging at the priest, before the incense altar at the Lord's temple, leprosy suddenly broke out on his forehead. Then Azariah the high priest and all the other priests saw the leprosy, they rushed him out. And the king himself was eager to get out because the Lord had struck him. So the king Uzziah had leprosy all the day he lived, he, until he died. He lived in isolation, in a separate house, for he, ex, he was excluded from the temple of the Lord. His son, Jothan, was put in charge of the royal palace and he governed the rest of the land. The rest of the events of Uzziah reign from the beginning to the end are recorded by the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. When Uzziah died, he was buried with his ancestors. His grave was in a nearby burial field belonging to the kings. For the people said he had leprosy. And his son, Jotham, 
became the next king. Breathe over your word, O oh God. That lives will be shaped, dreams will be fulfilled, and success will be guaranteed. In Jesus' name. So, so this year, we have spoken, and from the prayer this morning, it is clear that God spoke to us that this is our year of rising. And I've got to be able to keep making that confession against every single odds because worship tabernacle is where we are because of what I kept saying through what God said to me. God said worship tabernacle will shape lives. And God says I will bring an abundance of young people towards you and you will be able to shape their lives, fulfill their dream and guarantee their success. Over the years we have gone through painful um, 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 trials in trying to keep to the covenants and the dictates of God in this place. Many of the older generation have made undue and untold sacrifice to be able to accommodate and be able to run with the vision that God has given to me. And now we are at the point in our lives of worship tabernacle that there is going to be a seismic shift and a trans and a, and, and a transference of leadership also to the young ones to continue to move the effect of what God is saying. I'm not retiring, don't worry, I'm still here. But we, we know clearly that God is moving us into the next level, you understand? But listen to me, the, the, the truth of the matter is that for your generation, God is going to make you powerful and mighty. But God told me that the, another reason why people don't rise. We spoke about two mentalities already. The first mentality is what? Thank you. Entitlement mentality. And the second one was what? Treadmill mentality. Where's my treadmill? Someone's stolen it. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, so, so treadmill mentality. So we're dealing with the mentality of the age. Another thing, another form of mentality that will stop us from rising is what I call the independent mentality. What did I say? The independent mentality. People with an independent spirit find it difficult to submit. We're talking today. Many people find this difficult because they buck and kick against the word called submission. Every time you hear the word submission, you think slavery. You think domination. You think dictatorship. And so, many people see that word of submission as evil. And we see it as evil because we have failed to understand that everything you do in life, you're going to be submitted to something. Are you following what I'm saying? And most of us, we find it difficult to submit in our homes, to submit in church, but we don't find it difficult to submit at work because they're paying your salary. That is where you are a slave. Right. Because seriously, if you don't go to work, you ain't going to get paid. You can take as much um, sick leave as you want. One day your sick leave will run out. Are you following what I'm saying? Many sons or daughters have never experienced a father figure in their life. Hence, they find it difficult to submit 
when it comes to relationship. You need to hear this word submit. Is not Submission is not based on the fact that the man is superior than the woman. It is based on the fact of the flow of God's words into the home and how he can bring in a vision than a dire vision because when there are two heads, it becomes a monster. Are you following what I'm saying? Of course, we're praying for the men also to rise up to become leaders because it's not difficult to follow a good leader. But at the same time, we find out that we are entering into a world where everybody wants to be independent, but yet they still want to have their cake and eat it. I want to be an independent woman, but I also want to have a husband. I want to be an independent man, but I also want to have a, a, a wife. And the independent man means, no, before I got married, I hanged out with my friends. I can go anywhere I want to go. Now that I'm married, please don't tell me what to do. No, once you get married, you are now accountable. Are you following what I'm saying? So learn it while you're dating. If she calls you, where are you? Why? Once he says why, it means find your own level. Oh, do I, 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 I have to tell you everywhere I am? Yes. Especially once you engage the person. Yes, I want to know what you're doing. I want to know where you are. Actually, where are you? Are, are you sleeping at home or you're not sleeping at home? Oh, I'm at home. Then pick up the car and just go and check. I'm joking. Yes, 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 I'm accountable. Jesus was accountable to his people. Jesus never went anywhere without telling them where he's going. So, 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 so we want to walk into a relationship, but we do not want to be accountable. Are you following what I'm saying? Uh, and so we, we develop what is called an independent spirit. And we develop an independent spirit, especially let me speak to the ladies a bit, is because sometimes, and the ladies and the men, is because sometimes we grew, we grew up without having an authority figure. And when we don't have an authority figure, we feel that we can do anything that we want to do because there's no one to tell us no or yes. Do you realize that many people are sleeping rough on the streets because they don't want to submit? It's a simple thing. If you're living in my house, there are rules. Are you following what I'm saying? But if you can't abide with the rules, then you have to find somewhere to live. So you don't blame the government, don't blame the people, don't blame stuff. When, when we sit down with you to really drill down, why are you where you are, you will find out it's just a matter of submission. There has to be rules. You can't be in my house and then come in with your girlfriend and then both of you are sleeping overnight in my house. I will either castrate you or I will shoot you or something is going to happen. Absolutely no. And then you will now go out and you will say, eh, pastor is not a good father. I'm a good father. I'm a father. I'm a father. No, you're not going to be, do that. 
It is the rules. You go and find your own. It's not, you're not entitled to the house. You have not paid one dime on the mortgage. And I am not going to wait for you to pay the mortgage. I will pay the house off. And as long as I have this house, these are the rules. You come in at 10 o'clock. You come in at 11 o'clock. Those are the rules of the house. I may have mercy and keep you till midnight. But after midnight, there's trouble. I didn't die. Do I look like I died? I thought I would die when my parents were disappeared. I didn't die. You're not going to die. Forget what they said. You're not going to die. Uh, mental, there's no mental abuse. You're not going to die. You're really not going to die. Uh, uh, um, and and we, we fail to rise to a certain level because we have what is called an independent spirit. An independent spirit. Listen to me. Let me give you some examples. An independent spirit makes the claim that he has no need of anyone. In fact, they even make a claim they have no need of a local assembly or any man to teach them because they have the Holy Spirit. Remember that we're taking cue from the story of Uzziah. The Bible says, as long as he, as, uh, he says in, in the days of Zechariah, who taught him the ways of God, the Bible says, as long as he listened, he prospered. Which means, although you are king, your prosperity is tightly uh, connected to the prophet who is leading you. Let me put that scripture up again in Second Chronicles chapter 25. He says in verse 6, he says, he continued to seek God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding through the vision. Put it up in the New Living Translation if you can. He continued to see God. He continued to see God in the days of Zechariah. That means um, that the, the, he, the Bible says Uzziah sought God during the days of Zechariah who taught him to fear God. And as long as the king sought guidance, did you see that? As long as he sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him good success. And so many people, have, they, 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 they feel the local assembly is irrelevant. They feel I have a good idea. They feel that they can just go out and they can just do their own stuff because the church seems not to meet their needs. And one of the things I do say to people is, it is not easy gathering people every single week. I am telling you, you have to have a level of insanity to pastor. It is not. You can throw stones at us as much as possible. But I am telling you, it is not easy. I, I have been preaching for the last four days. Yesterday, when I got back, I wasn't, of course, I've been battling with, 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 with the flu. And I got back from preaching and, and, and in, the, in, the, in the morning session, came back. And my wife said, sleep. And I was like, I need, I'm preaching tomorrow in my church. Promise me, has anyone since you have been in worship tabernacle heard this message before? Lift your hands if you've heard it. If I'm repeating a sermon. Because, thank you, thank you, thank you, darling. Because it's easier for me, I'm a preacher. So it's easy for me to rustle up a message I have preached before. But my spirit will not allow it. Because God says, Feed my people, not with stale words, but with fresh words. So I still got back, 
and did this. And when we got back from the concert, I slept at 2 a.m. Coming back, studying again. Because fresh ideas was coming. And then I woke up this morning and the bulk of what I want to say came and I started writing again. But you can throw stones. Because the king thought he was so good and he was so powerful now and all his achievement was no more because there was consultation with Zachariah that he felt, I can do it. There's always a difference between kings and priests. Priests are anointed to empower the king to go out and win. There is a process. And young ones these days have failed to realize that until you follow the process and hold on to the source of where you have been blessed, you will soon find out that everything you now acquire, and you will acquire it outside the remits of the person God has put in your life. You will, but it will end in leprosy. How many years? 60, whatever he lived. Do you think that, but what the Bible didn't say, and I need to check it out, was how many of those years was he actually a leper? Because he just didn't turn to, 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 to become a leper and then he died just like that. He did. The Bible says they isolated him and Jotham, his son, started to rule. May no one take your place. Yeah. I'm not, I've not heard anything. I'm not defending the church. I'm not talking about anything. I've not heard. I, I, I'm not. This is what God told me to preach. And independent. He gave me this message while I was sitting ready to preach in a church and I started writing. I'm, I'm about to preach and I started writing. You know, some pastors, they get there and they, they focus on what they're going to be. I started writing there and then. Like, God, are you sitting still? I said, yes, right. We develop an independent spirit. We want to serve God our own way by our own parameters. To the exclusion of others. I call it the Absalom type of worship. Absalom type feels he can no longer receive any spiritual input or guidance from leadership. He begins to distance himself. Absalom started to distance himself from leadership. And he complains that they're the ones who are causing him to have that distance. Then Absalom is so keen to seemingly promote God, the teachings of the Bible, etc., to validate the reason for him speaking against leadership. Absalom, if you don't understand, was the son of David. And Absalom started to sit in front, is this someone is sitting in front of the church? And while you're coming in, they said, Oh, we've got problems. Oh, don't speak to Pastor, I can sort it out. You know, Pastor is busy. Uh, you know, Pastor is doing this. Uh, you know, Pastor doesn't really understand what is going on. He, he's not really touching people as this. Let me help you. Let me try to do that. And what Absalom didn't realize that Absalom was the most handsome man in the whole of Israel. And if the Bible said that, that means there must have been a purpose for his beauty. There must be something. He might have been the next person to sit on the throne, but he was too much in a haste. He developed what was called an independent 
independent spirit and bam, he tried to topple his father. This independent mentality is killing the church and killing families to the extent that even children don't listen to their parents. Let me say this. Let me say this to you. God did not put your parents in your life to waste time. When the Bible says, honor your father and your mother, he didn't say based on if they are good or bad. It's a source. When God says, honor your leaders, honor your pastor, he didn't say whether they're good or bad. If they're bad, leave. Find someone you can follow. Because the Bible made it clear that this man followed Zachariah who understood God. Because there are bad leaders. And there are bad pastors. And I do understand that. And whoever you're under determines where you're going. Are you following what I'm saying? And so, very clearly, there are some things that are absolutely outrageous. But God is telling us that if we're going to rise, we can't rise with an independent mentality. I'm doing this by myself. Because one, most of the things you don't understand is the king didn't understand the weight that Zachariah was carrying on his behalf. Because all we see sometimes is church. We come to church and all we see is what we see. And church, there is no church that can adequately meet your need. Why? Because that eliminates God. It is, there is no husband that can adequately meet your needs. That means God is not necessary. And there is no wife that can absolutely provide your joy. Because that means you don't need God. And sooner or later, you will think it is by your power that your wife is doing everything you want them to do. You will soon get proud and leprosy will set in. We need God. There is absolutely no way. The church or the society where you are provides you with things that you can use to rise. But we're developing what is called an independence with an independence with that is even outside the remits of God. And it is killing progress in our lives. So how exactly do we eliminate this independent spirit? I, 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 I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. I, I, I want to show you something. Can we go to Deuteronomy chapter 1? Put it up for me, please, if you can. I know it's not in, in, in myself. But Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 42 to 46. Let's read Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 42 to 46. It says, but the Lord, listen to me, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. This, this is Moses. Moses speaking to children of Israel. He says, listen, but the Lord told me to tell you, do not attack, for I am not with you. If you go ahead on your own, you will be crushed by your enemies. If you go ahead on your what? On your own. You will be what? Crushed by your enemies. 43. 
This is what I told you, but you will not listen. Instead, you again rebelled against the Lord's command and arrogantly went into the hill countries to fight. But the Amorites who lived there came out against you like a swarm of bees. They chased and battered you all the way from Seir to Homer. Then you returned and wept before the Lord, but he refused to listen. So you stayed there at Kadesh for a long time. Which means many times when we do things independent of God, we stay in the same place for a long time. And years go by and we start wondering, why have I not made progress? It's because when God spoke to you, either through a friend, either through a pastor, either through a dream, and said, don't do this thing, you, feel, you still felt, I can handle it. It's an independent spirit. I can handle it. And when you handle it, you, 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 you now go on a treadmill. You don't go anywhere. They said, seek advice. No, I can handle it. Your marriage, there's, there's a problem going on. I don't want to speak to anyone. I can handle it. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And many times, we throw money at it. We throw sex at it. We throw love at it. But God is saying, don't do this. And many people have married the wrong person because when God said to them, this is not the right person, you still went ahead and fought the Amorites. And you know what? When you now got into it, bees came like swarms. And you're now trying to survive. And then you're bringing yourself to a place, you now want counseling, but you've already messed up before. And then when you don't really feel that, oh, the church is not helping me, but you're not taking responsibility that God told you not to do it, but you arrogantly went into it. Can God repair? Absolutely. But it still takes that submission for repairs to occur. Because I believe that if that king had left the, the temple and had asked God to forgive him and resubmitted himself to Zachariah, he would have prospered. But many of us, uh, and I'm going before myself, pride takes over and bam, we go on on a journey. And we move into a society that accommodates our stupidity. Because the whole of Israel left Moses and, and Joshua and they all went together. So while they were going to war, they said, let's do this. We can do this. Then Joshua doesn't understand. Moses doesn't understand. We repented before God. We can go ahead and do it. And they went and the Bible says they were decimated. And that's the reason why they didn't rise. So the Bible says they were sitting there in Kadesh for what? A long time. A long time. So, for those who came late, well, you missed out on the prayer. Because, you know, the Bible says that they continued all night and they were exhausted. But there was a word that came to them and it says, put your net over. It says, we've been there for a long time, nothing has happened. But at your word. That means up till now we have done this job independent of you. And we've now developed an independent mentality that our fishing skills, 
a BSc in fishery, a PhD in knowing what time of the day, where to fish, what side place. So in Galilee, in the Sea of Galilee, we can go. Our all our experience, and it's not only me. We've got a PhD holder. We've got a professor with us. We've got someone who doesn't have, have any education, but is more skilled than all your books. We're all together, and the Bible says they toiled all night. We can toil on our jobs, toil on our marriages, toil with our children, if we do not have that word. And Jesus just said, put, your, put it over. And the Bible says they had to beckon to other people. Because the survival of Zuziah wasn't in his skills. It was listening to the voice of the prophet. The survival of the disciples wasn't in their skills. It was in listening to the voice of the prophet. The survival of that marriage to succeed during Canaan was in listening to the voice of that prophet. The survival of the woman who was about to die with her child was based on listening to the voice of that prophet. If each one of them developed that independence mentality, they would have died. You're all quiet. How do we eliminate this independence mentality? I'll only give you one. We'll pick the rest up next week. Learn to follow. Very simple. Five, three people around you, behind you and in front of you and tap them and say, learn to follow. You know, they just said that, learn, learn to follow. Learn. Tap them and say, learn to follow. You have to learn to follow to be followed. You have to learn to follow to be followed. If you're not teachable, you're not reachable. The anointing that you respect is the anointing that grows in your life. What you don't honor will not honor you. Remember, Second Chronicles was speaking about this king and this prophet. What you don't honor will not honor you. Most of the time, listen to me, this is what, what God told me this morning. He says, most of the time, it is easy to follow when things are good. But the test is what we do when things don't look good. Do you realize that there were two women, Oprah and Ruth, same situation, same mother-in-law. One had an independent spirit. And the woman said, go back to your family. I've done enough. I saw your husband die. I saw my, husband, my, my own husband die. This place is demonic. Let me go. The other one says, where you go, I will go. Your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. She decided that I am not independent. If God brought me into your family, then there still is a reason why God brought me here. The woman, Naomi, was a failure. There was nothing to follow her. 
But because Ruth did not have an independent spirit, she followed her and significance came into her life. Many people want to follow successful people. But successful people are not always sometimes the best people to follow. Because even when you follow someone who is successful, will you follow them when they have a downtime? So as I said yesterday, and I've, said, and I, and I've done it before in church, many of us are dippers. We dip with this man. Oh, I think you're successful in the legal field. Okay, teach me. And then after a while, because they're not, they, they haven't paid the price enough to keep following. They only follow when things suit them. They move away from him and then they go to this one. I've seen many times in church where people have gone to different counselors. Now, we're smart. Because when people book an appointment, the first thing I say is, uh, or Pastor Fee, has this person spoken to you before? He says, yes. Okay, what was the conversation? And when they come, I say exactly the same thing. <laughs> They're not going to mess us up. They will leave church, ask pastor something, go to another pastor, ask them something, and they will only follow what suits them. They're dippers. They're not dwellers. Because sometimes they're downtimes. God said to me this morning, he says, and let me just do this to encourage you before we, sh- before we shut down. God said to me, I said to you, you will rise. I said to you in church, you will rise. If anyone is like me, the last two months after a wonderful time of fasting and praying has not been really nice. We've gone through difficult times, difficult news, difficult things to follow, but God still says, I told you, you will rise. But you know what? We only follow God when things look good. But if, oh God, a God, a follower is a man or a woman that goes the extra mile. Many of us are not followers. Many people don't want to follow when people, when, when, when people are going through difficult times. You know, the thing of the children of Israel is that they only followed when there was manna. When there was no water, they started to complain. Listen to me. On six separate occasions, the Holy Spirit has recorded the fact that Caleb wholly followed the Lord. The Bible says he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. He believed in the Lord. The Bible says in, 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 in Numbers 14, 24, Numbers 32, 11 to 12, Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 36, Joshua chapter 14, verse 8 and 9 and 14, he says that Caleb followed the Lord wholeheartedly, not half-hearted. And many people are following the Lord half-hearted. They only come to church when it suits them. Just a little flick of snow. <laughs> Is this thing going out online? Are we streaming? Shut it down! Now! Shut it down! Let them hear me say, I said shut it down. Shut it down. Shut the streaming down. Now! You only follow. When it's, how did the streaming get there? 
Some people have to come to church to make it happen. Half-hearted. They only follow God when they say, okay, uh, what time can you make it to church? Oh, church starts at 10, but I can be there five minutes to 10. And you're like, hello, the church is going to start in five minutes. We need you to be here early. They follow things half-hearted. That's the reason why they develop an independence and our children are developing an independent spirit. Even the church, people sit down in church, most people are only in church when it is going right and they're listening to what suits them. But the Bible says that Caleb, even when there was no water, even when there was no food, he wholeheartedly followed God and at 80, while one king was dying at 60-something, Caleb was conquering mountains at 80. You might have fasted and prayed this year. And things may not look like it's going to to plan. I've got one word for you. Follow. God said, I will raise people. So no matter what is happening in your life right now, what do you need to do? Follow. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. But the word is, I will make you what you're supposed to be if you follow me. Peter said, I'm going to follow you anywhere. The cock crowed. That's why sometimes each time I'm eating chicken, I'm thinking, I hope I'm not denying God because the cock crows three times. That chicken makes me, I prefer fish because it was divided and multiplied. Good followers have the following attributes. Number one, they concentrate. They have great focus. They have less distraction. Listen, No matter what you're going through this year, don't be distracted. Follow. We jump out too early. Follow. Focus. Focus on what God said. You will rise. Period. Great followers. Ruth was a great follower because she focused. She wasn't distracted. As many people were on their Instagram and they were taking selfies and they were looking pretty, she was just following a failure. She, she looked at her, she, she, she stopped looking at Facebook, she stopped looking at Instagram, she faced the book of the word, she snapped the chat and she slammed the ground. Said, I'm slamming this Instagram, I'm shutting it down, I'm jamming it. Because this is a distraction. I will focus. Jam the Instagram, snap the chat sometimes because until you face the book of the world, you will get distracted. Number two, they completely trust. Good followers like Caleb, they completely trust. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Do not lean unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Did you see that this king did not completely trust the prophet because he was bigger now than the prophet. Can I say this? Sometimes where you, the Bible says those who dwell and those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. 
where you are today, don't forget that it may be as a reason of where you are attached to. Comes on. This is Lot. This is Abraham. Lot could be more buff. Maybe more, just let me give it to you today, handsome. Uh, maybe more GQ, you understand? But GQ, when he first walked inside there, nothing was happening. Uh, GQ, both relationship, all stuff came by reason of association. So Lot is attached to Abraham. The covenant was given to Abraham, but also to everybody attached to him. But after a while, because he was prospering, he decided I'm independent. So he walks away. Without realizing that while he is walking, that person can be walking into Sodom and Gomorrah. And for a while, Sodom and Gomorrah really looks nice. And nobody told us the length of time he was in Sodom and Gomorrah and things were working. Because he had children there. The Bible says the land was nice and it looked good. Because after a while, he says, I've got too much cattle, too much money to be in the same place with Abraham. Without realizing that the covenant wasn't given to Lot, it was given to Abraham. Sit down. Completely trust. And number three, they are consistent. People who follow are consistent. They are not dippers, they are dwellers. Ruth followed Naomi. Elisha followed Elijah. Joshua followed Moses. Samuel followed Eli. <laughs> Even when Eli's children were finiers and huffing, were bad. He still did not say, okay, if you are a good father, why is it that your children are bad? That was not. He was focused. He concentrated. He completely trusted the prophet and he was consistent. And that's why, although he wasn't in the lineage of the priest, he became the high priest of Israel. Although he wasn't in the lineage of the priesthood, he took what the children supposed to have. Gehazi followed Elisha. Until he became a leper. Little by little. And here lies the tragedy. The unusual becomes commonplace. The wonderful becomes ordinary. You know sometimes you are in a place so much. That you think that is what is happening all over the place. You take things for granted. You are married. And you take your husband or wife for granted. You think all women are that. He leaves and then you go into another place. Where they slap you blue and black. You know your same attitude. You can't tell me anything. You can't. The guy says, uh, 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 you think I'm like, the, like, like John? John is not Jack. If you try that here, I'll, I'll kick you out. And then suddenly you become like a jelly. Or you the man. You keep bullying the woman every time. Sit down. Do this. Maybe you're, maybe you're not even married. You're just going out. And every time you're just in charge. Until you meet this wild Jamaican, lovely, solid. Uh, what, 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 what? Ma, ma, take you apart. Are you serious? 
Philippians. Like, did you, did you, did you, did you just, did you just speak to me? And before you know anything, bam! Buttons. By that time, you've invested so much that you can't step out. Uzziah's downfall (laughs) cost him a lifetime of greatness. Don't let your heart be filled with pride. Haggai would not have made it if she had not submitted. Do you know that Naaman was only healed when he dealt with his independent spirit and followed the word of a prophet? Today is just Learn to follow. It may not make sense. But when God says stay, stay. When God places you in a place, don't displace yourself. Because sometimes God may even tell you to follow your mom. Follow your parents. Follow that pastor. Follow that ministry. Follow that way. And when you do that, then God starts to expand his blessing. Did you get anything this morning? You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.